Let's face it, we're living in a time of grave uncertainty. For the first time in my life, my parents' lives, and my grandparents' lives, we are experiencing a mass shutdown of public establishments in hopes to slow the spread of COVID-19. I personally know many servers who are out of work, unsure when they will receive their next paycheck. Children are learning virtually at home, creating a need for childcare while their parents work remotely. Local business owners are seeing a reduction in foot traffic or are fully closed, hurting their bottom line. Doctors, nurses, delivery drivers, grocery store clerks, and all other essential business workers are risking their health to provide services to the nation. Everyone is in some way impacted by COVID-19. In my last blog, I briefly discussed the topic of preparing for unforeseen events. And I'll tell you, six months ago, no one could have seen this coming. Even before this epidemic, 60% of Americans were unable to cover an unexpected $1,000 emergency expense, such as a car repair or a hospital visit. Unfortunately, I predict that this statistic will grow in the coming months. So how do you financially prepare for the things no one can predict? I don't have all of the answers, but what I can do is share a few best practices on budgeting to better prepare you for the next unpredictable event. Number one, set a monthly recurring meeting on your personal calendar to budget. On the second Saturday of each month, I have a recurring meeting on my calendar to review my income and expenses from the prior month. I enjoy a cup of morning coffee while listening to some smooth jazz to enhance my budgeting experience. To each their own. This is called a cash flow analysis. Your expenses each month should never be higher than what you are bringing in. Number two, track every expense, and I mean every expense. Start with your gross income collected in the prior month and subtract out your payroll deductions, such as taxes, health insurance, retirement plan contributions, etc. This information can generally be found in your pay stub. Then subtract expenses, which can range from housing to pet food. An easy way to log expenses is to log into your bank or credit card website portal to view your activity over the last month. After you track your income and every expense from the prior month, you are either left with a profit or a loss. You can customize this Excel sheet that I attached to the email for your personal budget. Number three, review your spending habits and adjust moving forward. So after you complete your first month of tracking income minus expenses, you'll probably be hit with a shocking reality. I know I was. You are most likely spending too much in a certain category that is not necessary. If you have a loss from the prior month or aren't happy with your current spending habits, evaluate what needs to change moving forward. Discretionary spending such as dining out may need reduced, or a fixed monthly bill such as cable television may need canceled and perhaps replaced with a lower cost option such as Netflix or Hulu. Control your money. Don't let your money control you. Number four, transfer your monthly profit towards savings, income protection, debt payoff, or gifting. If you have a profit from the prior month, truly think about putting a portion into a savings vehicle for a future goal. 
towards income protection, debt payoff, or gifting? What do you typically do with your annual bonus or your tax return? Well, here are some common buckets funded with excess income. The first would be your emergency savings account. As I mentioned, most Americans do not have adequate savings in case of an emergency. For example, temporarily losing your job due to the coronavirus outbreak. Your emergency savings account is recommended to have a balance equal to three to six months of expenses. So if you're spending $2,000 a month on fixed expenses, food, groceries, make sure you multiply that times three or times six, and a number like that is what's recommended to have in your emergency savings account. Consider taking a portion of your recent tax return or start an automatic sweep from your checking account each month to slowly fund your emergency savings account over time. The second bucket, saving for future goals. So that includes saving for retirement, vacation, a new car, or a new house. Generally, most individuals put a portion of their paycheck into a qualified retirement plan to take advantage of an employer match in the process, or for shorter term goals, such as an annual vacation, you may have a second savings account outside of your emergency savings account that you use to put income in every month. The third bucket, income protection. To protect earnings against unforeseen events that could create a financial setback, consider owning life insurance, disability insurance, or long-term care insurance. I'm sure all of you own health, car, and homeowners or renters insurance. All of these types of insurances are important to protect your cash flow in case of an unforeseen event. Fourth bucket, debt payoff. To avoid late fees and excess interest buildup, you want to pay at least the minimum payment towards each debt and put excess income above that minimum payment towards debt with the highest interest rate, such as credit cards. For example, if you have a credit card balance of $4,000 with a 22% interest rate and student loan debt balance of $20,000 with a 5% interest rate, it is best to pay off the credit card balance first to avoid paying more interest over time. After debts get paid off, your monthly expenditures reduce in turn freeing up your budget for future goals. The fifth bucket. Mother Teresa said, it's not how much we give, but how much love we put into giving. Traditionally, after all of the above buckets are properly funded for personal well-being, many look to donate to charities near and dear to their hearts or gift to loved ones. A gift doesn't always have to be monetary. An act of kindness, such as sending sugar cookies to your parents, will probably make them smile more than sending them a $20 bill. Gifting can purposely fit into your cash flow. Everyone has a unique financial situation. If you need guidance, please reach out to me by responding to this email that this podcast is located in. My next blog will focus on the differences between retirement savings vehicles. Please stay healthy and stay safe. Yours truly, Jessica Rohr.